welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. This is episode 112, and this time we're bringing you... Sorry, is this the same? Have I changed this from the last three? Uh, Amy did an ultra, I did a short race, and there's some dog news. I mean, that's that's just pretty standard now, isn't it? We should just put that yeah. in the standard introduction. Yeah, it's like written by an AI. It's all very familiar territory, don't yeah. worry. Amy, I've got something to talk about. Yeah. Shorts. Okay. You know how I talked about my bollocks a few episodes ago? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And I was getting some issues and I was having some worries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've solved it. Two-in-one shorts or split shorts changed everything for me. Is that not a normal thing for men? Do you, not, do you mean like little... Although when you say two-in-one, you don't mean like the little pants that go inside the shorts. You mean like... Well, yeah, it's thing. kind of like... Yeah, it's kind of like a tight pair of Lycra shorts inside and then a normal pair of shorts, shorts uh, over the top. And yeah. they've changed everything for me. I've bought like two pairs. I wear them all, all my runs now. And I, I'm not sure this is probably very old news to most people. Solves all of those problems. They're really nice and light and thin. Um, they are, yeah, they, they, they keep everything where it should be. There's no there's no jumbling around that you don't want. Um, I wonder how they'll be in the winter. Might be a bit chilly. But for now, fantastic. Very, very big fan. Split shorts. Thanks for that update. I'm sure everyone was was waiting for that update. And now they can... They can yeah rest easy they won't be waking up in the middle of the night like oh no what kind of shorts is Stu wearing yeah god yeah it's okay you can all sleep easy tonight thank you yeah i'm very very pleased with my new shorts decision i just want everyone to know that congratulations let's have a catch up on the last episode donna saunders was referring to that disgusting early morning fly covered nonsense of an ultra she said great podcast this week thank you for the mention did i mention it took three days to drive there and we didn't even leave the state of queensland Australian driving distances can be bullshit. What the hell? Yeah, Australia is a massive country. <laughs> well, I, driving somewhere for three days is just insane. That's mad. And I imagine, I don't know, but a lot of Austra- Australia isn't very densely populated, is it? So no, just it's going to be like loads and loads of just open road, I imagine, with nothing around. <laughs> and you're, just in the, you're still in the same state. You haven't even got yeah. somewhere new. You're still in the same place. God. That's insane. What is wrong with people in Australia? Tor Lawrence replied on Instagram to say, Obs love the Norfolk bits. Oh, God, here we go. I'm going to say this is Happisburg. Is, Haysborough. 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 Yeah. I said Haysborough, still the best one to pronounce. That's one of those things where if you're not from Norfolk, no one pronounces that correctly. No. Haysborough. If you're not from Norfolk, you don't go there, so it's fine. No, and you've got no interest in pronouncing things from Norfolk. He said, I'm running with Kat next month, so we'll see what BS occurs, Laffy Face. Uh, yeah, of course, Kat was the one tricked into running by Gabby Nair, and anyone adjacent to her will certainly be in for some bullshit. Okay, yes, definitely. It's infectious. <laughs> it's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also had a photo of Charlotte Neverson with a horse and she said listening to the pod and yes that bit while shoveling actual shit Rex says he doesn't give a fuck still listening love Charlotte brackets not Cornelia I feel like Charlotte's a horse girl name as well it is a little bit isn't it yeah yeah I definitely Charlotte gives me horse girl vibes which is you know true (laughs) again I don't know why I find insulting horses very funny I just do but I still really want to do man versus horse next year it does look good there's another big event on that weekend, like in Wales, but I think I'll try and find the time and get it in there because we'll be in about mid Wales at that point. So definitely want to do that. It's like that is like a New Year's Day sign up race. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be properly on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, nice and early. Let's have a tea update. Yay. We've partnered with Bird and Blend Tea, which means we'll tell you what tea we're drinking. And if you like the sound of that, you can go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea, click on the links and buy tea. If you want, we're not going to force you. You have your own free choice in this matter. Uh, Stuart, what are you drinking? Um, Well, I'm actually drinking like a hydration tablet thing because I've just run 20 miles. Okay. So um, I did have some people come around to my house the other day. Actual people come to my house. And... um, I did my usual thing. Do you want a drink? Yeah. Got some tea. I've got like 30 types of tea. And usually people laugh at me and go, Haha, no, just normal tea. Because they just can't be bothered to get into that conversation. Yep. Two two of them both opted for weird teas. I, I tell you what, I've never been so happy. Um, one went for blueberry and peach fruit tea. The other went for very adventurous banana bread chai rooibos tea. And I was very, I was honestly so happy to give someone some interesting different tea. Um, so yeah, banana bread chai. That is my suggestion. It's not super banana-y. It's a very nice spicy chai tea. And I do you know want what? to try that one. You know I love the chai tea. Mm, the chai tea. How about good. you? I have the... I think I've spoken about this before. I've just got blueberry pancake today, which mm-hmm. is very nice. I've said before on the podcast, all the pancake teas are really nice. I like all the pancake ones. They're rhubarb and whatever the flavour you have with pancake. Uh, blueberry, they do Nutella as well. I'm assuming the pancake bit comes from like a bit of vanilla or something. I don't know. Probably it's nice. Like so, yeah, I've got it hot, but they are good as cold brews. I've said this before. So yeah, but they're, just to remind everyone, pancake teas, really good. Good as a cold brew. Mix them with some lemonade. Leave them in the fridge overnight. Perfect. It's cold brew time of year. It is. Also the time of year for Amy to do ultras. It is. That was a, a weak segue, but <laughs> I mean, because you just do them all the time now. So <clears throat> go on, crack on, talk about another one. I do, I do. And can I just say, before I get into the, the race report, I don't know why I call it a fucking race report like I'm an influencer or something. Before I get into the description of what I did, I, I want to I look back at that poll that we did that said how many am I going to start and how many are going to finish and all of that. You, you crack on, I'll look it up. Because I'm on four. This is the fourth one finished. Just just to let everyone know. Um, so this was the Pigham. It was 30 miles in the Black Mountains. Uh, I ended up doing just under 6,000 feet of elevation. Not everyone else did, but that's what I did. That's a the, lot. Yep, the elevation chart for the actual race when I downloaded the route was like 5,100 feet of elevation. So I did an extra 900 feet, you know, just just for funsies, bonus elevation. Um, So yeah, this was starting from Abergavenny, like a circular route in the Black Mountains. Absolutely stunning. I think one of my favourite races I've done so far in terms of the views, like absolutely amazing, really, really nice. Um... The race started with ascending up the Blorange, so that was absolutely horrific. Like, I can't even describe how horrific that is. Straight off the bat, you know, straight up there, if anyone's mm-hmm. not done that, it's just, it's it's almost vertical. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done that a few times on fell races, and I've gone on about it here, and now you see what I mean when I've oh. gone on about how bad it is. And when you got out of the woods at the top, you turned left. But the normal race I've done, it just goes straight on up. Yeah, we didn't go to the top. No, that's sensible. That looks a bit, yeah, yeah. The, the race document did say, don't worry, you're not going to the top. But what I did was enough, especially sort of fresh into it. You know, we were pretty much going straight up there within like half a mile or so. We were, we were going up there, which when you're just starting out on a race is, is horrible and your legs haven't warmed up and stuff. 
I I did that thing where I just did a bit, stopped, did a bit, stopped. But because this is the start of the race, I was feeling like, how am I going to manage 30 miles? And I actually want to turn back right now and just go home. <laughs> it was so bad. But Reese, the race director, said at the beginning, that is the worst part. It seems horrific, but it's the worst part. And it was. He was right, actually. He wasn't lying there. <clears throat> it's definitely the worst part of the race, 100%. Like, after that, everything else paled in comparison. So I was kind of glad to get that done at the beginning. Um, yeah, so, as usual, things went wrong. Um, firstly, and, and shout out to uh, Derry as well, who I ran with the entire way. <laughs> Whether he wanted to or not, we ran mm-hmm. together the entire way, which was good, actually. It made the miles go by really quickly. He's a lovely man. Do. He's absolutely lovely, and we just chatted about everything, even though I don't think I've ever met him properly in person, and now we know each other's life story. So, nice. you know, that's what happens when you spend, like, 12 hours together, which didn't expect to be out for 12 hours, but we'll, we'll get on to that. <laughs> um, so yeah so uh so the first sort of diversion we made which was actually by choice and not by mistake as the others would be there were cows in the road not Ugh. only were there cows in the road but they had babies with them so those cows were babies I you mean calves yeah baby cows whatever okay calves, you're not, not whatever human, whatever that'd be weird yeah yeah, yeah, not actual human babies that they've uh, stolen no there was there was cows with their babies and then a bull among the cows as well. So that, that to me is like a recipe for the disaster. They seem kind of chill, but I didn't want to yeah. risk it. So we ended up sort of going through this, I don't even know how you describe it, almost like scrubland or like a load of bracken and like horrible bits of grass basically up the side of this road, um, taking a bit of a diversion and having to sort of make our way down. But but we got out of there safely. The the heart probably spiked then. If you if you look at my sort of heart rate on this ultra, when you see the spikes, that's not going up a mountain. That is cows and wildlife that yeah. I'm encountering. Um, but we made it through there safely. Uh, we had another bit of a diversion as well. The the GPS, the, like the directions on my watch, always like slightly behind. I need to be more aware of that and just zoom out a bit so. I can see what's happening, but I was sort of, it was always just sort of slightly behind. So we missed a few turnings. And this one turning we missed was on this moorland. And it was this really sort of tallish, sort of up to your, just, well, me, I'm quite short, just below my knees, but kind of thick, weird grass. And then the ground underneath was so uneven, but uneven in a way that it was just like holes, like random holes in the yeah. ground. So rather than go back, we were like, oh, I I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, I can see the route. I can see the path. Let's just try and sort of make our way through this, this grass. And it was, it was horrific. So I was going through and my foot, I'm going through very slowly because my foot is just sinking. And every now and again, it it really sinks like in a massive hole. So I was thinking, right, I'm good. Well, not a massive hole, a deep, narrow hole, the sort where you break your ankles, you know? Mm So I was like, okay, I'm going to either break my ankles. And then Derry goes as well. Oh, hopefully we don't get bitten by a snake. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I didn't think of that snakes. either. Yeah. yeah, probably absolutely crawling with snakes. I've had that as well. So well, that, no, you're a fell runner now. Congratulations. Oh, my God. That took way longer. Than, like, just, just getting back to the path, which I think we're only like 0.2 of a mile away from. And we just, in the end, we were trying to find like another path. But in the end, I'm like, let's just go the most direct route and get back on this fucking path because I am sick of this. Always the best um, way. Oh, God. 
and it was just it took so long and I was having well both of us and like I'm fairly short but both of us were having to lift our legs so high and then put them down so carefully so we didn't twist an ankle it was absolutely <laughs> horrific but we made it back made it back to the path um the rest was just fairly you know not much not much exciting crazy happened amazing views stuff like that then we got to the final what we thought was the final big ascent about 25 miles in which was the Sugarloaf um that was that was hard but it was okay uh just sort of going up a bit stopping a bit going up stopping going up stopping mm. very steep but I could see on my elevation chart that this was the last big climb and then after when we got to the top I could see there was only another hundred foot of climb for the final I think it was like six miles or something there was only like another hundred mm. foot of climb so I was like oh that's you know that's fine. We've basically done it, you know. And I say it's saying Derry, I was like, we've done it now. We've just got to get back and no more climbing. We've done the climbs because that's the hardest part of this race is the ascent. Um, yeah. So we're going down. Going down the Sugarloaf was horrific. So steep. These oh, these stupid steps somebody's put in made out of stone. Whoever put those steps in, I don't know. They're they're putting them in for elves or something because they were tiny. And honestly, they made, I would rather, they just left it as a trail or like a sheep track or something because those steps, and they were all twisty, and I was trying to get my foot on these bloody steps. And I was like, and the whole way down, I was like, get me off this fucking mountain, get me off, because I I thought I was going to trip and fall. Those steps were more of a hazard. Don't bother. I don't don't know why somebody's put those in. Don't bother. (laughs) Don't bother. If you're going to bother, put some proper steps in. Absolutely stupid. Stupid. Um... So the ascent was at the, the descent. Sorry, was actually worse than the ascent on Sugarloaf. It was horrific. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were feeling like high spirits after that. I was like, we've done it. We've cracked it. Just got to get back to Abergavenny now, and we're we're all good. Uh, until we got lost four miles from the mm-hmm. finish, and there was two trails we could go on, and one was going up and one was going down. And I thought, and that they're so close to each other, you couldn't quite see properly on the GPS at that point. Yeah. And I thought, surely we're like, not... Let's go down, down, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, surely we're not going up. I said, we've only got 100 feet of elevation left to do. We can't be going up. That's more than 100 feet. And Derry at this point is like, I don't care. Let's just go this way. Let's just go this way. I don't care. So we followed this trail going down. And I could see the GPS. Like My watch was beeping at me every two seconds and going, okay, you're 0.1 of a mile off track. You're 0.2 of a mile off the route, 0.3, 0.4. Until it got to 0.5. And I was like, this is the wrong way. This is the wrong what, way. You got to point one, point two, point three, and you're like, yeah, we'll keep going. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep going. It was kind of running parallel, but the thing is as well, like it had, the GPS had been doing that a bit on trails we were supposed to be on with mm. signs on. So I think this is, the, I should say, this is the first year this race has, has run. So I did wonder whether the GPS was just a bit out um, from where it's been plotted. Because uh, it had done that a few times, and we were just running parallel, and we were on the course because yeah, it's, it's when you get that that kind of split, a path just diverged. Yeah, that's and it's what it was doing. Difficult it, to see on the watch until you're a, a little way past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was getting further and further away, and I was like, "This is the wrong way." And we were going further and further down as well. Um, luckily, where we were, there were a lot of trails that were sort of linking into each other, and I knew I looked had a quick look at Google Maps. I knew we were going roughly towards Abergavenny and that was the main thing. We weren't mm. heading the other way, which is like most important. Um so we managed to find a trail that sort of went horizontal from where we were to the actual path we were supposed to be on. Um but in doing so, because we'd gone so far down, we then had to go back up. So if we'd gone on the original trail, we probably would have added on 
like it probably wouldn't have been 100 foot elevation it probably wouldn't have been like 400 or something i guess uh, instead we added on 900 feet of elevation <laughs> going up we're in the woods going up this massive steep hill i'm like why are we doing like another climb why is this happening i had to tell you why because we got lost and decided to make our own route um we also added on about i think just over half a mile which kind of sucks you know when you're at the end of an ultra and you're like i should be finished by now but yeah. i'm not because i've added on like i think it was a mile or half a mile which uh which yeah wasn't wasn't great uh but we did manage to find and we had to bushwhack through these um like these ferns or bracken whatever you know those big leafy plants they, yeah. they must have been about six feet high they were way over my head um so i had to literally fight my way through to find the path um which wasn't great but we did it we managed to get back um took us 12 hours which was longer than i anticipated Ooh. i mean i thought yeah. it'd be a long time because of the climbs and in my head i was like you know i'm just gonna take the climbs easy we'll stop we'll take a breather we'll go again we'll stop we'll take a breather but the getting lost thing was really it's, it slows you down so much because you're having to look at your watch you're having to stop at tra- like where the trail splits off and be like okay is it this way is it that way Da-da-da. So that really slowed us down as well. We were like, we were aiming, we were well bang on for 10 hours. And then that became 11, 10 and a half. And then that became 11 and that became 12. And it was just, and where we got lost, the trail we were on was this horrible rocky trail. Whereas I could see once we got on the proper trail, it was like this nice grass (laughs) that we could easily have run along. It would have been really nice. And we were on this. It was a lovely path. Yeah, you missed out. Yeah, I know. And we would have been able to run that. Um, and we were on this horrible rocky stuff that I didn't really fancy running on um, at that point in the race. So I think we added on probably an hour. I think we would have finished, if we hadn't gotten lost, I think we would have finished in 11 hours. But it's just, yeah. But that's, I'll take that. It was a lot of elevation. I'm not, as everyone knows, I'm not used to doing a ton of elevation. Not My, my runs aren't usually a ton of elevation. So to do 6,000 feet, um, I don't mind that taking a bit longer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the other, and then finally, I got some burnt to shit. Like, and it's quite you can't quite see on the camera in here because it's quite I dark. I can see a little bit. Oh, yeah. but the thing is, so I got really sunburnt, and I'm silly. I kind of did this at the Vogue. I wore sunscreen at the Vogue, and I didn't reapply it, and I just like sweated it out off. So I got a bit sunburnt. I am severely sunburnt because it was really overcast. I did that silly thing as well that when I couldn't really feel the sun because when the sun came out, it was really windy because we were up like really high. Mm. So I just assumed, I just didn't even think about, I had it in my bag, but I didn't even think about putting sun cream on and it felt quite cool. It was The race was nice in that mm. way. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I got really severely sunburned, but I've got this like weird thing where around my eyes is completely white. And I was like, why are my eyes white? Like around like my eyebrows and just mm. under my eyes is all like white. Like I've been wearing goggles. And then I looked in the mirror and I squinted and I realised that's why because the whole race I was like either frowning or squinting <laughs> and I've made like a white circle around my eyes. So yeah, and it really hurts today. I'm going to have to go out and get some after sun because my whole face and my arm, my arms are all burnt as well. So you actually carried fire. around sun cream with you for the whole day as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But cool. honestly, nice. the, the sun was just in and out. The, the sun wasn't even out that much. I think the few, it must have been only out in total for like, three hours or something in those three hours it just burnt me to shit yeah like absolutely burnt me to shit but um but yeah i didn't even think about it because it wasn't i didn't feel particularly hot i didn't think oh i'm getting burnt right now but i did uh so yeah but all in all i actually enjoyed this race yeah yeah it is a really nice one by the way loads of photos i've seen it looks amazing and i've looked up the poll stats we had before 
Okay. 60% of people didn't think you'd start for. Fuck 67% you. of people didn't think you'd finish for. Well, there we go. I'm, be- I'm beating the odds. You I'm are beating the, the odds. odds. I'm beating the odds. So, there we go. I did it. I finished it. I actually enjoyed this one. Yeah. Fuck you all. <laughs> anyway, that was it. That's my that's my race report. Um, yeah, Stuart, what have you been up to? Well, I was going to say four down, two to go. Yes. Oh, don't get me started because next is the next is the Edom, and we don't we don't mention the Edom. We just that, don't that, talk might about be, that might be where the polls turn out to be correct. Yeah. Whoever said I wouldn't finish five, <laughs> we'll see. Um, well, okay. I'll firstly, just uh, get these bits out of the way. The bits are not really worth talking about. I went to two running-related AGMs last week. They were hard work. God, Man. AGMs. I know. Yeah, running <laughs> is still old school as I'm as mm. I'm learning. In all the horrible, horrible ways that people stereotype it. Yep, still true, apparently. God. So that was fun. Also, I did back-to-back long runs for the first time ever. Like, I've been running over 10 years, never done two long runs back-to-back. I mean, only like 20k, but that's pretty good for me. That's what you're supposed to do, like, ultra-training. Apparently, that's a good idea. Yeah, I've always meant to, but never quite got around to it. So, you know, there's another thing that everyone else has been doing forever that I've only just tried. Nice. Um, Most importantly, the most important thing I need to talk about, obviously, is I got a PB. A proper, actual PB for the first time in over five years. That was over 5K. And do you know what got me that PB? What? Was it motivation? Was it inspiration? Was it determination? No. It was 100% pettiness. That is the way to run. I'm not even going to say vengeance because no wrong was done to me in any way. I was just being petty and a twat. Basically, there's a guy at club, shout out to Chris, who in six months has gone from running 25-minute 5Ks uh, to last month ran 20.59. Like in the space of five six months and that is very close to my pb and i'm not standing for it (laughs) and he's in the same age category so can't even use that as an excuse Mm -hmm. so uh me and uh, another friend who's again his pb is two seconds quicker than mine we were like right we can't stand for this we need to put him back in his place (laughs) so we signed up to the safa 5k which is a safa is like a armed forces charity uh, and they both put on a series of 5ks over summer in cardiff they're really really good races and we went out and we thought, right, we'll do like 21.30 because we need to build up because we haven't really run that fast for years. His, his PB is five years old as well. So we'll do about 21.30, see how it goes. Um, and we you know, got a friend to run with us. She was we were like, oh, yeah, come on, you can run this quick as well. She was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't think how quick I am. She went out at the front of us. She took us out for the first 2K way faster than our like pace we wanted to go. Jeez. And But actually... She then dropped off at 2K and we kind of carried on. But actually that got us the PB because that started us fast, banked us a little bit of time. And we ended up coming in. I came in at 20.45. Nice. It's a five-year PB, which was incredible. Yeah, and the thing is, if she wasn't there, because she kind of, she was saying, oh, I'm sorry, I took you out too fast and then I dropped off. But like, if she wasn't there, we wouldn't have run that fit, that quick. Because if we would have run at my planned pace, which is 21.30 pace, we would have never have run 45 seconds quicker than that. Adam beat me by three, four seconds, I think. He got like a one-second PB. So that was amazing. And again, haven't run that fast in so, so long. I got even better PBs than that. Prepared to be impressed and or worried. Average heart rate, 195. Average heart rate for 20 minutes. And the total, the the (laughs) highest, my new heart rate PB, not sure it should be a thing, 206. (gasps) That is amazing. (laughs) 
Jeez. For a 38 year old man, I'm not sure if that's healthy. <laughs> seems to work for me. Oh my God. At what point I... does your heart explode? Like, what is the. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, I've, I've checked back because um, I've got like, access to lots of stats and I've never. I don't, I, it, it's registered higher than that before, but I'm pretty sure they've all been glitches. Like, some of them I've got like mm. a 230 on a walk, which I don't think is quite right. Yeah. But 206 is my new heart rate PB. So when people say, oh, no, I think you can run quicker than that, no, I fucking can't. <laughs> That is not going to happen for a while. The medical I'm, evidence to prove it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm absolutely delighted with that. Um, I'm not sure if I'll go for that again because it was very hard. Maybe a 10k later in the year, but I can recommend to people if you want to run fast, run petty. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That that's how you got your PB. To be honest, yeah. this guy wasn't even in the race. The guy we we're trying to beat wasn't even in the race. Hasn't really run for the last few weeks. Um, <laughs> I just we just wanted to put him in his place. And just that's even worse. Like- <laughs> wasn't even there he's gonna come back and he's gonna run even quicker because if he's progressed that quickly he's not reached his plateau yet so Mm. (sighs) anyway um also found the thing because after that you know i I was pretty sure i'd run a pb because i ran past a clock they had electric clock a few meters before the line i ran over the line but you know pretty sure my watch is right i started it and finished at the right time but when you have to wait for results i mean this was only like two days I was going nuts. I was refreshing the page. I was going to their website. I'm like, well, I'm going to keep refreshing it just in case they post it up, but don't post it on Facebook or something. I'm keep refreshing, keep refreshing. And I was posting on just how awful it is to have to wait for results. And we had a tweet from Lily Johnson. who said, I had this with a local race group. They say they put the results up within 24 hours on their website. But what it turns out they mean by this is that some random man puts them up as a post on his personal Facebook page, not even the event or the organizer's page. <laughs> That's and I said, hilarious. this is actually surprisingly common. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. And it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I think it's people who don't quite understand the difference between the event page, the organizer page, their own page. It's yeah. like, ah, it's on Facebook. It's fine. Everyone yeah. can see it, right? <laughs> oh, it's like everyone knows me. You're like, no, no, we don't. <laughs> it's also quite common with a lot of companies. They'll make an event on Facebook for their race, but then they don't use it. They don't mm. put anything in there. Oh, I hate that. They put the results all like outside the group. They put the photos in the event and then they'll put some things and it's just, look, are they on the on your main page or are they on the event? I don't know which is which. There's no continuity either because it's like either no standard because either an event has like a really shit website and they might use it or they might not use it or they don't update it and then you go to the Facebook and they are updating that and sometimes they're not updating the Facebook but there is stuff on the website. I'm so confused. What am I supposed to use? Yeah. Uh, but of course now I've got the same thing. I've got the wait for Run Britain because that usually yeah. takes uh, a little while. Well, it sometimes can be a few days, sometimes can be a few weeks. You don't care about stats, I know. But to get stuff to to turn up on there, that can be a long time. There's still a race I did a month ago that I'm waiting for be on there. I'm waiting to be on there because I think it'll improve my handicap score. And so yeah, I've got to wait for that now as well. So ugh. What uh, also this week it's been a very busy week as usual for me. Um, I went and did a Pride Run because it's the end of Pride Month and. Uh, Dave Sinclair in Cardiff organises a Pride run every year. And that was fantastic. I went down and joined in with that. I did get assaulted and abused, sort of. Um, I had I was wearing a, a Pride flag around my neck as a cape. Um, and I was running along with it. And it was torn off me. Just ripped away. <gasps> oh, my God. Grabbed by a bush. Uh, does that does that count as yeah. a homophobic assault? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely Because like I've got to say, it wasn't that bad. I don't know what people complain about. I, I thought it was fine. <laughs> I mean, I've never been homophobic before, but that was it's not, not a huge deal. Though, actually, on after we'd finished, I was heading back to the car, still wearing the flag, and someone walked past, and they went, 
Hey, look, Superman. And then his mate went, his mate went oh, gay Superman. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> gay Superman. Yeah. Thanks. I'll take I that mean, as a compliment. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's, that's a nice that's, thing to say. Yeah, gay Superman. There are worse things people could say, believe yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that was quite nice. You weren't beaten to death on the way back to your car, so that's fine. <laughs> no, no, just got called gay Superman. Yeah. Though when I wrote it to put it in the WhatsApp group for the organisers, it came down as Gary Superman. That just really made me laugh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Superman's Gary Superman. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> Works it's in like ultimate... car sales or something. <laughs> Gary Superman. Um, finally, most importantly, there was a dog show yesterday. While you were fanning around, walking up hills and getting lost and trying not to break your ankle, I was at the Mackin show in South Wales, where we entered the dog show, and William is officially the most handsome dog Aww. at the show. I it's didn't been made think... official. It was unofficial, but now it's been made official. <laughs> I did not think that would happen. I went in just for some fun. Uh, we got picked into the final four. There's about 30 dogs in there. We got picked in the final four. It did help that the judge mentioned that she's got a Kelpie cross and she also uh, runs. Oh. So that was very helpful. We got in the final four. I thought, well, there's a little girl next to me. Is so a little girl's going to win, isn't she? Let's face it. Uh, also a Labrador. A uh, little girl had a Spaniel. Uh, the guy next to me had a really beautiful pointer Vizsla cross and I thought that would win because that was a super handsome gun dogs are just inherently handsome mm-hmm. uh, it got down to me and the little girl and again I'm thinking well the little girl's clearly going to win obviously mm. second place I was like oh my god we've won yes. we've won William is the most handsome boy <laughs> oh, I was so happy and then it got better I also put him in for uh, one of the categories was sausage catcher which I thought like <laughs> usually when I see these it's a fun <laughs> so dog it sounds show, like yeah? something Gary Superman would do <laughs> That's what he's known as at work. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Um, <laughs> sausage, ca- sausage catcher. <laughs> in other dog shows I've seen, basically like a judge comes around and they just chuck a, like a sausage to your dog. Your dog catches it and they just choose the one they like. So I thought it'd be something like that. He can catch, he's a good boy. Uh, what it actually was, it's more like a sausage bobbing. They had like a little paddling pool. They would drop in six little bits of sausage and it was the time how long it took for your dog to eat all the bits of sausage. Oh my God, Finley would win that. He's such a fat shit. He would win that. (laughs) I saw like the other dogs doing it. Some of them like just, they drop the food in and they just look at them and look at their owners being like, Mm. what am I supposed to do with this? I had no idea. And I saw a golden retriever eat quite quickly. Mm. He did like 13 seconds. I think someone else got 10. William went in. He was had to watch all these other dogs and he was jumping up on the table. He was scraping underneath to try and get the scraps and things. He did it in seven seconds. It was just like, it was, have you ever seen like a, I know this is a really strange uh, reference. Have you seen a duck eat peas out of pond? Yes, yeah, yeah. It was just that was what it was, and it was just they they couldn't believe it. I mean, the the whole thing was absolute chaos because like the women were trying to um, time it on the phone, but they couldn't see the phone because it was bright, and then their phone their fingers were wet, and then it wasn't quite working. (laughs) And sometimes like a little kid would do the timing and get it completely wrong. Oh god, I I would not like that. If a kid did the timing, I'd be like, nope. Yeah, yeah, somebody else. I would be like, can can I time it? Because I trust myself more. But he did that seven seconds, uh, blew the competition away. So double first place, going into best in show with his two rosettes on, didn't win best in show. Again, junior handler, reserve best in show. Pfft, I mean, but I was really pleased. A big, like, uh, lurcher whippity thing called Leggy was oh. best in show, which I was very <laughs> pleased by. The judge did come over to me. She said, oh, I had to avoid my um, my bias there because yeah, she has got a Kelpie. She couldn't really pick a Kelpie best in show, oh. which is fine. But a double first. So well done, pleased. William. Well done, William. He's such a handsome boy. 
I saw Wilson got a rosette as well. Oh my god, our friend. Well, I was going to say obligatory mention Liz, who we haven't mentioned in ages. We haven't. Normally she gets a mention. Well, we used to get a mention yeah. every time. I can Liz. Um, yeah, her dog. <laughs> there's a category called dog that hasn't yet won a rosette. So <laughs> if you haven't won anything, you can go in this extra category, which doesn't mean anything, and you can win a rosette from that, and then you can go into best in show. Um, she went in. There's each of these. They give four places. There were five dogs in dog yet not yet won a rosette and wilson finished fifth <laughs> and got a rosette that said special instead i feel like that's if i was a dog that would be me i mean the me. thing is that is it's kind of the best outcome because it's yeah. the funniest i mean yeah. if you finish third yeah okay fine but to finish fifth out of four in the loser category is amazing <laughs> that's brilliant i love that I, it made me laugh so much when i saw it on instagram i love it poor little wilson his little special rosette yeah <laughs> he's such a special boy <laughs> so those are the most important things but amongst all that there's another run that we haven't mentioned yet God. big news everyone amy and i have an fkt again Yay. It's possibly the worst FKT that has ever been submitted to them. And it's probably made them rethink the entire submission guidelines. I think they looked at it and were just like, what the fuck is this? What Why, is yeah. this? Why are they submitting this? The actual <laughs> FKT is two hours on this 21k route with uh, about a thousand meters of elevation. Um, but that's the male unsupported FKT. We went for the mixed gender group fkt of which no one had yet sent in a time which means it was up for grabs Mm -hmm. and you know what if it's there we're gonna go for it yeah 21k instead of two hours we did it in five and a half hours (laughs) which which how how long did it take us to do the penry's pilgrimage run uh six six so and how far was that in comparison that was 32k yeah yeah just just so yeah yeah half an hour more to do 32k this was this was pretty bad. You it did was, not have a good time. It, okay, this is the worst run I've ever done in my life. All the ultras <laughs> I've done that I've like, the, especially the ones I found really really difficult, like the Vogum this year. Um, the runs where I've gotten lost, the one in particular where I got lost in Snowdonia and just had like a prolonged panic attack for three hours. Mm-hmm. This was worse than that. It Amazing. Oh, when horrendous. you just said, I think on our on our way kind of down the hit last deal, you were saying this is the worst run I've ever had. It yeah. made me so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be a part of it was an honour. Yeah, yeah. It was horrendous. So firstly, like the endless ascents, just endless ascents. And yeah. I'm not very good at hills. I don't really. I'd like to be better at hills, but I don't really like train on them. I should train on them more. I don't. So I'm. You I'm won't never after good this. At, I'm never good at hills, which is just fair enough. I know stuff that's hilly, like this ultra I did yesterday. It's just going to take me a bit longer because I'm, I'm shit at hills. I need some time to have a rest. So I take it slow, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just shit at hills. Fair enough. I thought, okay, so it's, it's going to take me longer because I'm shit at hills. Maybe like, maybe it will take us three hours, maybe three and a half. No. Firstly, the weather was horrendous. Like it was that horrible sweaty weather. So it was warm, yeah. but humid and I took with me, you know what, thank fuck I didn't, I nearly only took one bottle of water, but in the end, I thought I'm going to take two, I'm going to take a, lit- a, lit- a whole litre, it was only, well we thought it was going to be 12 miles, it was 14 miles in the end, I thought it's only 12 miles, I just need one bottle, it'd be fine, but no, I took two, thank God, because the sweat was just pouring out of me from the beginning, so I was like constantly drinking to like replenish it, 
Yeah, I didn't tell yeah, things I didn't I knew the route, but I didn't say there's nowhere on on yeah. route to pick up any water or But even like if that, you said that, I, I didn't I think it was the weather. I didn't think it was gonna be that sweaty, like that yeah, humid and sweaty. Nasty. It was just pouring out of me and then and then I, obviously I ran out of water. Like how yeah. many miles were we from the end? It was the final like big ascent we were doing that I ran yeah, out of the water. Did, yeah, it's like good it's, three decent hills in that wasn't there yeah 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 so like the final ascent I ran out of water and I felt so unwell I felt so unwell my vision was like blurring I thought I was gonna vom and then pass out like I felt so bad we're going past like a church at the top of the final ascent I'm like do you reckon they'll be open like and do you reckon they'll give me water like isn't that something churches do like taking the sick and the needy I don't think they'll allow you in no I don't think they would and even if they did the water would probably burn me from the inside out if that priest has blessed it um So yeah, so felt really bad. So by the time we by the time we got up the final ascent, there was loads of really runnable bits, but I just couldn't do it because I felt yeah. so poorly. I just couldn't run it, and it was really frustrating because I was like, I can easily run this. It's basically flat. There was even some downhills, and I was like, I could run mm. this, and I just couldn't. I felt so bad. Um, and then just the downhills with that horrible like rock. It was just, it was really dry for a start. Yeah, it was really loose gravel on the way really down like through the woods gravel. on that last. Yeah, downhill. and some like big bits of like flat rock that just moved under your feet. Yeah, I must have slipped on my ass. I stopped counting. It was I think so it was around many 10. times. It was so I was just constantly slipping over. I was getting re- and then funny. at one point I slipped to the point where my foot went underneath my bum as I slipped and I like fell on my ankle and luckily it was like the the angle meant that my ankle was okay. But at that point I was like no. I'm going to sprain or break my ankle. He was so angry. It was great. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it so much. It was horrible. I think if I had enough water, maybe it would have been a bit better because I could have done a bit more running. But even if I was properly hydrated, those shingly slipping down bits of path were enough to make it one of the worst runs. Yeah. Yeah, they're horrible. Um, It it didn't help. Uh, The first hill we went up, we went up towards uh, Macken Mountain and you know we got to the the point where you're supposed to go like straight up a hill and we just looked and it was just forest ahead yeah. of us there yeah. was no path and there has i don't think there's ever been a path no. but that's what's on the map and apparently there's quite a line on strava heat map as well which i don't believe and so we diverted and went a different way and so i kind of saw a bit of a path up but it was a path that was entirely covered by bracken couldn't see it. I mean, you could kind of see there was a slightly darker patch on the floor. Mm. You could follow the path, but we were, you know, you were up to your armpits. And even by that point, that was early on. That was less than an hour in, and you yeah. were already furious. There wasn't, there wasn't many respites from the ascents as well. It's like, yeah, this is what I'm saying. It was harder than that ultra I did yesterday because at least with this one, you got to the top. And there was some flat. There was some like gentle downhill, but lots of flat you could run on and stuff. Whereas this was like up bit of like downhill maybe then we're going up again and then we're going but up the again. downs yeah were a lot of that loose gravel yeah, as well the downs and difficult to run on yep yeah, difficult to fucking walk on let alone run on and then when the bit yeah, at the end the bit at the end was like finally a bit that i would have been able to run on we we're going through those fields that were just like flat and like runnable yeah. and that bit behind the bloody shooting range yeah that was like yeah that was weird like hearing gunshots getting closer and closer but that that bit perfectly runnable and i, I just couldn't i i felt no. so unwell and, and you know we get to the point where you touch your face and you can feel salt on your face and you're like this is bad <laughs> this is bad if i'm if i've got salt on my face that is bad yeah yeah luckily a couple of miles from the end there was a shop 
And so we did go and buy water. Yep. Uh, I, I just bought an ice cream because I just wanted an ice cream. And you mm. just like had, bought a bottle of water and basically took, I think, half of it in one swallow. Yeah, I did. It was quite impressive. 100%. That was like, the funny thing is that was that water bottle was 500 milliliters and that is what I needed. Like that is what, yeah. I, if I'd have had that on me earlier, I would have been fine. And by that point as well, like I was just done. I didn't even want to walk after that point. I'd felt so unwell for so long and I was just done. And it was just like a death march back to yeah I, yeah well, I, we didn't run after that at all did we because we was like no. well there's just no point now no no it was uh, your mum had come to pick you up expecting maybe four hours and i think yeah. she was sat in the car park for yeah, quite a she while was. she was and then we we're gonna go to the cafe and get something to eat they'd closed for food <laughs> <laughs> like we started this run at what 11 o'clock something like and, that and we missed the cafe because yeah. it had closed yeah because we got in at half past four yeah we did <laughs> it was just absolutely horrific never again horrific what if someone takes that FKT off as well? Sorry, when someone does. Yeah. Um, if, if somebody just wants to go out there and walk slightly faster than we did, you're fine. You know? If you want to look it up on fastestknowntime.com, it is the Raven Walk. Hmm. That is our FKT. Uh, it's out there. If you think you can handle it, <laughs> five and a half hours for 21K, you're welcome to have a go. <laughs> if you think you can beat that very, like, very difficult goal to beat, but, you know, have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> You can support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and donating money to us every month. And to say thank you, we sing the names of all the people that have given us money. And I recorded this time just before heading out to the Pride Run. So I thought I should reflect on Pride Month and show tribute with a thoughtful, moving rendition of a protest song to show solidarity. Denton, Nikki Genders, Jewel Running, Claire Dina, Bernadette McCarthy, Victoria Dick, Elizabeth Japan, Martin, Josie, Jenny, Tamasebi, Tony, Howells, Cat, Abigail Hartman, Francis Howell, Tom, Orcock, Dawn Shepherd, Claire Davis, Jason Spinks, Lee Wood, Viola Greb, Shambolic, Graham Hackland, Matt Lees, Clark Gilmore, J. Sophie Nichols, Matt Jezioski, Angela Foster Swales, Matt Jones, Martin Kaplan, Sandra Heinz, J. Howells, Ian Hales, Ivor Hewitt, Charlie Neverson, Victoria Magnus. Cassie Jones, Brian Simpson, David Owen, Liz Reese, Raymond Quinn, Elliot Line, Ruth KP, AP Sam Wally, Andy Nichols, Ian Thompson, Rhea Wicks, Luke Daniel, Matt Burrows, Rachel Bentley, Karen Hamilton, Jonathan Carter, Nick Jones, Paul Hebert, Lisa Gibbon, Penny Simpson, Gabby Thompson, Miss Nair, Trish Alton, Karen Blay, Steve Robson, Len Martin, Gregory C. Gail Seal, Anthony Howe, Noms Dawson, Matt Catherine, Adam Atkinson, Stuart Stevens, Derry, Andy Robbins, Sophie Jakes, Rich Skern, Samantha Benson, Kirk Shepard, Kath. Everard, Sherry Grubbs, Rachel Hall, Bullmore, 
Catherine Fenton, Debbie Hurley, Amanda Murray Hine, Vicky Rawlins, Matt Garner, Kel Ryder, James Lampert, Matt Newbury, H. Gordy Thelwell, Matt H. Julia Page, Carl Fleming, Erin Shaw. And you know what, I just found out, I just happened to be looking up uh, something about the village people. There's been 23 members of the village people. They are the sugar babes of their time. What? Yeah, not all at once. There's not, I was going to say, there's not that many occupations that appeal to <laughs> Not gay that many men. Stere- stereotypically gay occupations. Yeah, I mean, what, but what was, the, what was the Native American about? That was weird. That's not really an occupation. I, I believe he claimed some heritage. Okay, but, but he, mm. everything else sort of had like, there was like, was there like a builder, a policeman... Yeah. And a Native American. Yeah, it was a little bit, bit strange. Bit it, was, it was all a bit strange. Mm. Yeah, I want to know the law behind the village people and, and the decisions and stuff like that. And Who who are they? Who is, who is the you know, the policeman? Where does he come from? I feel like it would make a good documentary. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Go on, use that bit. Okay, so don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Running is BS and let us know why you particularly hate running this week. Karen Hamilton did that, and she said, I cried at the end of my ultra in May. Somewhere in the finish line footage is a short snippet of me looking like a right wally. I was just so ready to be done. Once I hit the finish funnel, I sort of raged out, saw red, and sprinted. Probably didn't sprint, really, just lifting my lumbering speed with what energy I had. And then the rage evaporated as soon as I hit the finish line, and I burst into tears. Also forgot to stop my Garmin, couldn't see where to get my medal, and walked away, leaving my very expensive trekking poles where I dropped them. I do remember the MC um, saying, Oh, tears of joy! Tears of absolute elation here! Like, nah, mate, these are tears of tears. There is no joy here. <laughs> That's the funny thing, because like, maybe maybe at the end of the race, someone's got a PB, they might cry tears of joy, but I, very rarely. I don't think those tears you see are ever tears of joy. <laughs> It's just, I think, mostly relief, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, like, tears of absolute fury over the line. Just throw your poles down. Can't get my medal. Just want to finish. And I, yeah, I also love the idea of, like, your sprint finish. Because yeah. we've all done that. You're like, right, I'm going to sprint finish here. And everyone watching is like, oh, are they? Is that, is that a sprint finish? Is it? If you ever <laughs> see footage of your of your finish line, it's pathetic. Yeah. On most long races, it's really pathetic. It feels but really you fast feel... when you're doing it. Oh though, yeah, absolutely. It? You just like, you increase your pace by 10%. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's sad. You're like, I'm fucking flying. And you're not, you're not flying. You're yeah, not yeah. at all. Bless, you. Bless your heart. <laughs> Rhea Eris said, now ending week six of Couch to 5K, appreciate listening to the episodes I have missed and also the tea fetishism. The one about running wankers made me laugh out loud and got funny looks. Having have a good weekend, both. <laughs> Smiley face. That was way harder than it should have been to read. I'm sorry, Ria. Yeah, every, what everyone's just heard there is the sixth take of that yeah. very short message. Thanks, yeah, Amy, yeah. and thanks, Ria. Good for you. Nearly done a carriage to five k. So you're probably being on like week seven now. Oh, I think week six. That's the one where you have to do the twenty minute run. Uh, or oh, everyone's I, terrified of that. I couldn't crack that first time. I did week six like four weeks in a row i think to get it it's hard I, yeah i've kind of we've gone through it in our club a few times and everyone is always terrified of that 20 minute run yeah. and then you do it and everyone's like oh we did it yeah. oh it's kind of fine and pretty much everyone is just fine with it it kind of takes them by surprise by that point mm. but you've done it for ages by then yeah yeah uh david thomas says just wanted to say that Stu's adaptation of the streets a couple of 
episodes ago was brilliant, much appreciated, yes. and should be used in every episode in place of the usual musical filler. Uh. Keep up the good work, being a listener from the start. Also, don't stop running, because getting back into it from the start again is utter bullshit. Okay, first thing, listener from the start, nearly five years in now, first time you've messaged us, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, who so, are you? Fuck's sake. <laughs> Freeloader is what you are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and doing it every every episode wouldn't quite work with the whole Patreon thing. Even though, to be fair, we are trying to put people off the Patreon because it's getting harder and harder. It's getting too long to do. It's getting too much. Uh, but thank you very much. And yeah, absolutely. The only thing worse than running is not running. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, uh, we've got some very exciting news, Amy. We sold a bum bag oh. on our merch site. I think that's the first one we've ever sold. And even better, it's going to the US, which means someone out there will have our logo on their fanny pack, and that is very pleasing to yes. me. Yes. Definitely. Love a fanny bag. There is going to be BS on someone's fanny. Terrific. There is. There is. There is. <laughs> oh, moving swiftly on. Bullshit running news. That's all you get in this week. Another day, another ludicrous backyard ultra record as Phil Gore ran around a Queensland farm completing 102 loops on the hour every hour for over four days. Ugh. That is 424 miles starting Saturday morning Finishing on Wednesday. That's insane. 424 miles. Uh, I, I just feel sorry for the people organising it. Because I imagine like they got into Monday and they're like, oh shit, we kind of have to go to work. Yeah. So there must have been like taking shifts between them of like, right, okay, you do Monday, I'll do Tuesday. Hopefully he won't get to Wednesday. It's, oh shit, he's doing Wednesday. Shit, I'm going to have to call in sick again. God, I bet the cows are well confused as well. I imagine they were quite pissed off with that after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting on their nerves. Thinking of getting into ultras, but they look just too expensive because ultras are fairly expensive compared to other races, of course. Well, we're not giving out money this time, but Damien Hall is. He, oh. yeah, he found he's he's founded Into Ultra, which has a small amount of funding for now to support all the costs around ultras in order to widen the pool of people running. It's often a criticism running that it's a very middle class pastime, which is arguable at grassroots level, but when you get ultras that cost about 200 quid um, and has an extensive kit list, then you can sort of see the point. So if you fancy a bit of this action or have some good contacts to pass it on to, then check out interultra.org.uk. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of those things. If you've got any kind of groups, uh, anyone that's looking to get into ultras, it's small at the moment, but they're trying Mm -hmm. to secure some more funding for the future, pass that on to them. And that will help with things like travel and accommodation and kit as well, which is a great idea. I think it's really good because also like things like accommodation and travel can be expensive because often ultras are in the middle of nowhere you know if you think about your city races like 10ks or whatever they're fairly accessible because you might not have to travel you can do a local one or if you've got like a local club race that are really cheap you can do whereas ultras middle of nowhere you might need accommodation but also things like kit like a waterproof coat will set you back minimum 60 quid but like an actual waterproof you're looking at like yeah. 100 quid for a waterproof coat you know yeah so. especially some of the, the fancier races where they actually give you like a minimum level of standard that the coat has to be yeah it's not yeah. just any waterproof coat no it has to be a certain standard of coat yeah yeah ultras are expensive like the kit list and actual entry because and justifiably some of them some of them are ridiculous but justifiably because they've got to pay for you know your um checkpoints and aid stations and stuff like that there's mm-hmm. loads that go into them so so yeah they're not that accessible actually so i think this is a really good idea 
Yeah, great. Uh, hopefully that carries on uh, and increases. Uh, finally, you know how everyone says, why not just let everyone at the Olympics freely juice up and let's just see what happens? Yep. Well, that actually might be on its way. God. The Enhanced Games is apparently happening in 2024 after a hilarious video came out on Twitter with the text, he is the fastest man in the world. He has broken Usain Bolt's 100 meter record, but the world isn't ready for him. <laughs> the Olympics hate him. He has been vilified. He will be vindicated. Come watch him compete at the 2024 Enhanced Games. My God. Oh my God. This video featured as they reveal later, actual stock footage of a man using blocks on the finish line and not wearing spikes. So, like, straight away, people are saying, like, this guy ran apparently 9.49 for 100 metres, doesn't know how to use blocks, isn't wearing spikes, doesn't know where to put blocks, but apparently it was stock footage. Uh, and the video was then taken down by Twitter for a copyright claim, which is a great place to start for them. I, I just... The legalities and the ethics around it, because on yeah. most of these athletes that like juiced up or whatever the stuff they're using aren't they like controlled substances that shouldn't be used in that way a yeah, lot of I, them i imagine if they're outside of world athletics they don't fall under those rules but then a lot of substances may be illegal in that say, country yeah yeah because yeah, i'm i'm not sure the ins and outs about it to be honest um but i think some of them are people using medications that are legal but not for their intended use and yeah sort of, and like buying know. them or distributing them maybe so i imagine it'll because i think it's an australian entrepreneur that's putting this on okay and it's like an american voice on the video but that course that may not have actually been him so i don't know it may, it may end up being in some random country if it happens at all uh, but like the i've just looked through their tweets and things and like the self-righteousness and confidence it has because it's all about like they're saying this is a thing to wipe out and corruption and evil from the world that's insane because they are you know they're saying the ioc is corrupt which like okay yeah that's you've got a decent argument for that but to say that like this will wipe it out and this like people will prefer this to the olympics because it's there'll be no drug testing and people can kind of do what they want but i just think like when the first person dies from like taking a massive cocktail mm. of drugs and their heart explodes on the finish line, are they going to be covered for that? I'm guessing not. But you know, somebody completely roided out is writing this shit. Like we're going to take them down. We're going to reveal corruption. Like like they're they're going to be completely raging and like smashing their laptop up because they're just completely roided out. I don't know. I know. I, I read the tone of it and it's just so self righteous and just like it's so smug and arrogant. Mm. It's such a bro thing. Yeah. And like, do we think this is good? They're saying 2024, the Enhancer Games are going to happen. Do we actually think they're going to happen? No. No. I think, I imagine it won't happen. And they'll be, they'll say it's because, no, it's because the man's trying to keep us down. The IOC won't let us. They can't handle us. People can't handle the truth. Where actually it's just because it's an insane idea and yeah. people are going to die, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they're, they're, there's reasons beyond just it being unfair while, why those drugs, people aren't allowed to take those drugs, you know, because it's dangerous as well. Mm. It can be really dangerous and lots of, particularly bodybuilders. So you look at bodybuilding where um, performance, like steroids are really common and actually like you can't be a competitive bodybuilder builder in many competitions unless you take the steroids, you know. And the amount of people that, young people that are dying from heart attacks and things like that mm. from taking it 
you know so it's it's obviously dangerous it just but yeah. this guy says he's run 9.49 for the 100 meters and there's quite a lot of people pointing out that like taking like a load of drugs and whatever doesn't take like two seconds off your time 100 meters like he would have to be a like a 10 second 100 meter runner in the first place which means yeah. people would know about him. he's not he's not no one that's all of a sudden had a few injections and can now run really fast so it's just like that just sounds like bollocks i think it is even that yeah i wonder whether it's like some sort of thing to get people interested and then they're going to try and like um market some products or something or i don't know start selling nfts yeah yeah something like that Do you remember nfts that was yeah. a big thing, wasn't it? Yeah, and NFTs, Bitcoin, you know. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Or perhaps, like, I don't know, in a way, it will happen and be awful. That would be funnier. Yeah. yeah. If it did happen and everyone there was just a bit shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, like, the big thing that they expect it to be. Uh, but again, they'll find someone to blame, I'm sure. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Stuart, what have you got coming up next? Oh my god! Even more. Th- I just always, I've always got things. There's so many things. Um, got a race soon. The Cosmiston Relay. That is the best race of the year. We've got 72 runners from our club wow. going down to do that. Very much looking forward to that one. A re- you'll never run faster than with a baton in your hand. That mm-hmm. is just a fact. And I've also got the Rabbit Run, and that is a seven-mile mixed trail race that involves running through a river and down the second-largest sand dune in Europe. I haven't done it for like five, six years, and I'm really, really looking forward to that one. That's a great race. Amy, what about you? Training for the Edom. So I need to go and train. (laughs) Can you do the Raven Walk again to get those hills? uh, Probably not the Raven Walk. I need to go and do hills, but I I just just don't want to go back there ever again. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I have nightmares about the Raven Walk. (laughs) So, no. But I do want to go out do some training runs in places that are hilly because i probably need to do that probably do probably useful oh yeah that's it useful if you've enjoyed this bullshit you can visit runningisbs.com see the show notes links from this episode the whole back catalog if you want as well as links to our patreon merch store to buy a fanny pack and social medias bye Blah, 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 blah.